This week's episode of Taste Test Live is brought to you by the great folks at Latin Soul Grill. Who says you can't have the best of both worlds? At Latin Soul Grill, they combine the best Latin cuisine with the comfort of a southern barbecue meal. Locals in Jacksonville, Florida are lining up for this unique flavor fusion from a food truck whose owners are just as passionate about their food as they are about their customers' satisfaction. Just search the web for Latin Soul Grill and let them know Damian Lamar sent you. This week's episode of Taste Test Live is also brought to you in part by our audio sponsor, WJCT 89.9 FM. WJCT is the NPR member public radio station in Jacksonville, Florida. The station has been on air since 1972 and airs NPR news and talk during the week and a mix of news, talk, eclectic music on the weekends. Want to help WJCT? Visit their website today at WJCT.org to find out how you can be a part of community-supported public broadcasting. If you like Taste Test and you want to keep the music digestion sessions going every week and get some exclusive bonus content, stick around afterwards for details. But first, let's start the show. Have a taste. You are now in the zone. The zone. The zone. The zone. The zone. With Taste, Taste Test Live. Hosted by Damien Lamar and Blue Francois. Hey, what's jazzing? Welcome to Taste Test Live. I'm Damien Lamar, the host of the Urban Mix Show. Taste Test on WJCT 89.9, Northeast Florida's NPR station. Taste Test is a one-hour music program that airs weekly on Saturdays and Tuesdays at 11 p.m. Eastern and 8 Pacific. This year's programming focus for me is redefining urban radio. I'm actually glad to be back for another week yes. of updates, music, laughs, and a bunch of other stuff. And joining me in Studio 2 are my really good friends and my co-host, Blue Francois. Yes. And Miss MJ Baker, Ooh. welcome. Hello. We're back again. Yes. How y'all doing? Good. Oh, awesome, awesome. How has the week been? Tough one. It has been, but but it's, it's been great. tough. But good news. Yes. The, um, there's officially rainbows. Yes, rainbows are on the way. Rainbows and uh, pots of gold. Yeah. Now that we're Sil- heading toward the silver March. lining. But yeah, the silver lining and pots of gold. So, um, yeah, Blue, can you take a quick moment and tell our first-time listeners what Taste Test Live is all about? Yes, on our podcast, we provide our listeners with insightful music digestion sessions as well as what's happening in the music entertainment industry each week. On Taste Test Live, we feature artists, interviews, awesome backstories, and occasionally have an exclusive song from one of our guests. Yes, 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 that's right. Our goal is to keep our podcast subscribers happy by offering new and fresh content every week. We are booking guests well into May 2019, so if you have an album, a single, or you'd like to promote your book, our artwork, or share a great story, or your experience in the music industry, yeah. consider us and drop us a line on our website. Yeah, You can do that by heading over to our website, tastetest.live, head over to our contact page, and you just might have a chance to be a guest on our show. Yeah, that's right. Just like our guest today. Coming up mm. after our Put This In Your Mouth segment, we'll be welcoming our guest, everyone's favorite live singer and winner of the Folio Weekly's Best of Jack's Poll. She was female vocalist. 
mm. nominated. Wow. Yes. Mama Blue. Ah, Can you believe it? Yay. Yeah, yeah. Really, really excited. She's actually preparing to uh, perform live for us as well today. Oh, so. we coming for you, NPR yeah. Tiny Desk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but first, it's time to put this in your mouth. Oh, that was terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> I took singing Let's get this man okay. some voice lessons. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> put this. Wait, how, can you do it for me? Oh, that's. Oh, put this in your mouth. <laughs> I did it for you. It's just good. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Let's dig right into it. Um, Real quick, real quick. Um, there's been some new details emerging, beginning, uh, emerging by YNW Melly, the 19-year-old rapper suspected of killing two of his friends in South Florida. Mm. Um, according to court documents filed in Broward County, investigators alleged Melly fatally shot Anthony Williams and Christopher Thomas four months ago. And what's crazy was, this is a guy who just did a song with Kanye West. Like, he was just a regular Florida rapper, and he's making noise. He's a, You know, he got that 6'9 six, six, sound. He did a, you know, hit, hit, hit a pinnacle and did a song with, um, I think he signed with Kanye with good music and um, just did that just released a song and then he did a um, he kind of did a video like a documentary talking about he missed his friends that he's sorry but then now police in turn around for you know this happened four months ago they turned around and charged him and was saying hey we have proof that you you know he had made up a story say hey, it was a drive-by shooting but they have police have proof that it was something that he did like him and another guy um, created this story about someone shot wow. their friends, but then found out that they did it. So now he's charged, and um, and now he's um, man, it's just it's just crazy. But what's funny was he had with a, did a sob story about what happened, his friends being so close and everything. But now there's evidence showing that they killed him. There was a video that was posted where he was helping his friend into the hospital but his mom kind of felt like something was wrong the whole time and it was just like and she was just crying and so now he he just wasted you know, I don't know what's, just, what's what up it, with what, these rappers with the killing man it's just like it's cool now to kill people his, now these were his friends that he grew up uh, with and mm. they have proof that he killed I just them. one thing that kind of sticks out to me is um, his association with Kanye I'll leave it there <laughs> I don't know what his issue with Kanye ah Anyway, Kanye helped with his life. He he helped. What happened? Didn't it? Isn't it designer like? Wasn't designer one of Kanye's like first artists? Well, c- designers are flunky. Okay. <laughs> You're so Again, affiliation with Kanye. Um, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> on to the next. Um, <laughs> uh, real quick, um, Oscars um, aired Sunday night. Yeah. And um, it's a great time to be African-American. There was a lot of um, winners. So anyway, real quick, I'm just going to go over some of the um, some of the winners uh, for Best Picture. Green Book. Yeah. Um, they won Best Picture. Uh, Best Director was uh, Alfonso Cuaron. Uh, uh, oh, Cuaron. Uh, Best Actress was Olivia uh, Coleman. Um, I'm just going to do three more. Best Actor. I'm oh, sorry. Best actress was Olivia. Best actor was Rami Malek with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I still haven't seen that. Nor have I. Have you seen no. Bohemian Rhapsody? No, I have not. I heard it's good. So, um, best supporting actress was Regina King. If Bill Street could talk, now that was a good movie. I actually watched that. I've um, heard mixed reviews about it, but uh, apparently they it did very well. She got an Academy Award. Yeah. Now I I can see the mixed reviews because it kind of like left like. 
it talks about the the struggle. Uh, you know, it was like a, it was during like the maybe the, I think seventies, sixties or seventies. It was a de- definitely a segregated time when you know through racial injustice and stuff like that. So, um, I, you know, it's crazy. Like a lot of these uh, movies about racial injustice and it's interesting. This year, I did not. I felt like I wasn't Oscar worthy primarily because I didn't see a lot of those films, mm. and I'd be like one of those people like. Who is that? Right. Oh, oh, I never saw them before. Oh, really? They was in them? Okay. And they got Oscar nominated? You know, I would have yeah. been that cousin. Yeah. You know, when you watch race. award shows and they're asking who, who who this person is, that would have been me. So I just decided not to watch it. So make sure you've seen it. And also, again, for um, the Green Book, uh, Mashiala, Mash- I don't know why I messed up his name. Uh, Mashiala Ali. Mm-hmm. He won um, Best Supporting Actor in the Green Book. You need to see that. Yes, I do because it's on you the relate. Smithsonian app, and I, yeah, I was it, I had it very up last movie. night, but I was distracted by a phone call. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite movies this year that I watched on uh, Netflix was A Star Is Born. Uh, it won uh, best original song, you know, the, uh, the song with um, with uh, Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga, yeah, and, and Bradley Cooper. Yep, yeah, that was a good song. Uh, best original score. I was kind of shocked by this, but Black Panther Ludwig um, Gar- uh, Ludwig um, he won. Uh, for best original score because he scored the whole which was genius of him like that whole soundtrack and the way that the music come in like I was just like wow so um, I was very impressed that they gave him the award Um, best adapted screenplay um, the winner was Black Klansman and that's when that's uh, Spike Lee picked up his uh, Oscar for for um, screenplay for Black Klansman I watched it I'm not gonna lie didn't he jump? He jumped on Samuel L. Jackson, right? Yeah, he just like, he did. like a big kid. He just like, yay, I won. Yeah, you know that that was a very, very, um, very impactful moment for Spike Lee, and just you know, like people used to dream about just like getting those kind of accolades and stuff like that. So just seeing Spike Lee and Samuel Jackson interact like that live, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you know great time to be black in America. But the funny thing is, the funny thing is. Um, that was Spike Lee after all these years his first Oscar after all the movies everything that he did his first Oscar and he got it for best adapted screenplay and you know what it's like some people before when he got nominated and they showed a video of him watching early in the morning with his family and they you know he was so excited some people were like well why should Spike Lee care like why should he care that he got nominated because he's Spike Lee and he goes against the system. Yeah. But um and I somebody asked him and he said, but you he was like, yeah, but you I still want he said still it's like icing on the cake when you garner that respect from your peers because right. it's my peers that are voting for me. It's the, you know, everybody coming together to say, hey, you know, he said you still at the end of the day, you kind of still want that mm-hmm. out of boy. Absolutely. Like, you did a great Absolutely. job. And I just think it's, you know, people, some people were saying, but, you know, everybody has a problem with something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so so the Oscars was very entertaining. Um, everybody enjoyed it, so it was very good. So, I'm, you know, congrats to Spike Lee for winning his first Oscar on that. Um, now, New and news music video for Trouble. I'm sorry, music video for Iggy Azalea. Iggy Azalea um, she's featuring Jennifer Hudson and are already reached a hundred million views on YouTube. Like really? Okay, wait, wait, back up. Repeat that one more time. I just want to make sure I get some <laughs> clarification. The music video for Trouble by Iggy Azalea featuring Jennifer Hudson reached a hundred million views on YouTube. A hundred million views yep. already. Yeah. And it's actually, they said that this is Iggy's 12th 
um, and Jennifer's first video to achieve this, that many views. So have either of you seen it? Um, I seen a clip that was, I seen a little bit of clip. Um, it's very sexy and racy and it's very, very trendy. I like it. You know, I, but from based off the clip that I seen, but I didn't watch the whole video. Okay, I got to check it out. Yeah, mm -hmm. trouble. Yeah. So, yes. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. The Wu Tang Clan celebrated their 25th anniversary of the Enter the Wu Tang 36 Chambers um, debut early this year, and with a pair of shows in New York, Philadelphia, they're bringing the party across the country with a series of uh, newly announced tour dates. It's a 13 U.S. state includes stops in Chicago, Cleveland, Boston, Atlantic City, Wichita and Min Minneapolis and of course they, um, they said that they're going to be you know booking other shows here in that small areas as well um, but they officially going to be starting pre-selling tickets February 27th at 10 a.m. 25 years so they're going Wu-Tang 25 years that's what's up now speaking of Spike Lee he did an interview with Ellen DeGeneres yes so um, I'm you know Ellen DeGeneres uh, show fan and so I was looking at some of the stuff. And so um, she interviewed Spike Lee, like, right before the Oscars to, you know, just talk about. So what. before the Oscars, right. before he even knew, he knew he was nominated, but he right. didn't know he was going to win. Right. Okay. Okay. And, you know, they were talking about Black Klansmen. And apparently there was this unreleased print song that is on the soundtrack that he used for the movie. And he was discussing with her the story of this, which I thought was so fascinating. And to me, it just adds to who Prince was as a musician. Me being a musician myself, it just oh, it just made me feel like, oh, I'm not doing enough. But yeah. um, so apparently, you know, the story is um, so one of his a mutual friend of theirs, Troy Carter, who is associated. He's like one of the um, advisors for the Prince estate. Mm -hmm. And so he's, um, you know, he called him up and said, listen, I got to get uh, a Prince song. He was like, I got to get a Prince song on the soundtrack. And long story short, um, they he goes to the estate and they find Prince has ten, over 10,000 cassette tapes of music that he just recorded. 10, and he says, and he was oh, like, wait, 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 I'm sorry. I'm having a moment. Over 10,000 cassette tapes they found. They found. In his house? In the estate. In this estate. In in his, you know, um, in Paisley Park. Wow. So, you know, Paisley Park is like, it's his house, it's his studio, it's everything. So they find these 10,000 tapes and he said um, most of them were just prints on the piano. Mm. Just I mean, just music, just, just a bunch of ideas, right. just stuff. And yeah. him just, you know, uh, writing out songs. So um, there was a song, it's called Mary, Don't You Weep. And, I played that on my show. And he, said, yeah. and he said when he heard it, he was like. So that's where that song came from. Right. And he says, this is the song for the album. I mean, for the soundtrack, I got to have the song. Yeah. And um, so I just, to me, it made me. You know, it just made me think how that music can just pour out of a person. And and, and it also made me feel like, okay, because sometimes I get songs two or three times a day. Sometimes yeah. there are days where I'm just, you know, like it, just recently, uh, Friday night, I was riding home and I was just like popping them out, driving. And I was like recording. But what I'm saying is, is that you just never know. Just keep 
saving, keep yeah, storing absolutely. it up or whatever. And yeah, so it wow. was dope. That just yeah. that's mind blown. Yeah, I, that, that blows my mind. Definitely. I'm not surprised. I mean, the, the I'm surprised by the number. When you say 10,000, that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not surprised by what they found. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah. So, wow. He's a genius. I would love to been that that person in the room to, like, sit there and go through all that music. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to, because last week when we, when we recorded our show, we talked about Jesse Smollett, and we were talking about the developments. And since then. Who's that? Oh, that's your brother, right? Ah. I'm just playing. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, oh, man. man. Don't get me, Damien. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> my sister, as my sister would say, what you're not going to do. What you're ah. not going to do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good. Um, so, no. But um, uh, apparently, so we, we recorded our episode. Mm-hmm. I made a, a note and part of the production notes that he actually was arrested the day that the show aired. Right. On right. Thursday. So, I'm a little confused with everything um i know he turned himself in mm-hmm. right but i can't help but think about what mj said last week and how he was that she felt that he was set up do you still feel that, that same way this week oh totally because here's the thing is why would you okay the two gentlemen the two brothers and i will continue to say this why would you be all the way in nigeria for a couple of weeks during this process and then what you're just gonna get back on the plane and come back and get arrested i mean yeah, it just doesn't equate it's it, it doesn't <laughs> add up to me and then you know this whole situation to me is 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 turning into a big production of empire and i would not i it would not surprise me that lee daniels didn't write all this and and orchestrate this. I don't know what Jesse did to him. You know, I don't know. But he probably told Lee <laughs> he's too young for him. <laughs> wow. You know they showed, I couldn't resist. I'm you sorry. know they showed their salary like they showed that um uh, um what's her name? I was going to say her name on the show, but is it Taraji? Taraji, Taraji P. Henson? And what's the other guy from Memphis? Uh, Terrence Howard. Yeah, Terrence uh-huh. Howard. They make at least they make over hundred hundred grand a show, and then they said that he makes twenty thousand a show. Jesse Smollett makes twenty thousand yeah. a show. Okay, so I'm gonna be messy. What's that? Remember Three's Company? <laughs> Coming out gonna go right. <laughs> this was in the seventies, right? <laughs> right. They was making thirty five thousand dollars an episode in nineteen seventy eight. You lying? I kid you not. I, 35 thousand 35 grand back then yes that's early no that's early 80s no 70s no you're right you're oh, right. oh right, right, make right. me a liar for three years i mean like come yeah, on right, right, like right. dude Thirty-five thousand. it wasn't that i wa- i used to watch three's company Thirty-five thousand. yeah because they two had some disputes you know um i forget her name oh. uh Right, I, yeah, um, but yeah. So there was some disputes about their pay because they didn't feel like they were getting paid equally as 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 much as Jack Ripper was, right? Or Jack Tripper, John <sighs> John Ritter, John Ritter, yeah, Thank John you. Ritter, Jesus, <laughs> um, John Ritter. So yeah. yeah, but they they also had a, and that came out. So right. I find it interesting that he's only getting paid only twenty thousand dollars. That's um. That's bad, but I wouldn't do what he did. Well, well but but well, at the same rate, but up. at the same rate, if it's if it's if it's about pay, mm-hmm. um, that was not right, right? There, I think there was another way to negotiate your salary, right. and two, did not he agree to that? 
Didn't he agree before he signed on? Didn't he have to agree to be paid that amount? So yeah. why all of a sudden is it a problem? Or did you right. just find out that your co-stars got are making more money than you? No. So it, the the story to me, there's so many different fragments. There's so many different pieces, and um, I, I'm still I'm, I'm still, I'm still trying to under, yeah. I'm still trying to understand. Yeah, yeah. He wrote a check. Who writes checks anymore? <laughs> For to do that, something that, illegal. It's a paper trail, <laughs> right? It's a paper trail, right? right? Again and again, it's like, but oh, the he didn't brothers, have the money. But the brothers confessed. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just had a dumb moment. Oh, he wrote a check because he didn't have the cash. <laughs> so, oh, so you, now you're calling him? Like he's fraudulent. Like he's no. He was like, I'm gonna get paid next week. So he was kiting. <laughs> <laughs> but take this check. Why are you in Nigeria? <laughs> Don't cash it yet. Listen, his. <laughs> I'm sorry, MJ. We're just gonna say I had a uh, I had a aha uh, uh-huh moment. So what'd you say? You saying he said go to Nigeria. I know to say thirty five hundred, <laughs> but in Nigeria this thirty five thousand. That is true. <laughs> know your coins. Know your international coins. International coins, okay? <laughs> foreign exchange, right? <laughs> foreign currency wow. exchange. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, I, I just wish I. I I feel disappointed. I feel disappointed in how it was handled. I still feel like something's not adding up and he's too quiet. If he was set up... Who, Lee Daniels? Both both of them are too quiet. Justice Smollett's quiet and Lee Daniels is quiet. Because you know why? Because Lee Daniels is sitting on his throne at home stroking his cat (laughs) with his gold (laughs) rings on his finger (laughs) like the mob boss he is. I got them. Isn't that like a reference it's from like, um, that? Inspector that? Gadget? Da, da, yes! Da, 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 da. Yes! <laughs> yes! He's like... <laughs> and all you saw was a hand right. and the cat. But I, 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 if, if this is a publicity stunt, I just don't see how it's going to boost ratings. I think it's going to boost ratings for people who don't have a life. But for me, I do not want to watch Empire. Like, I'm, I'm done. I'm I, st- I stopped watching it like maybe in season three. Right. So maybe this was, was something. It was ratchet. Yeah. It was too much drama for me. Yeah. I mean, the first season I watched it and then I was like, it's too much drama. Mm. I just, I can't do the whole you sleeping with cousins and, yeah. you know, and I, but I still love you. I just. Show out in the boardroom. It's too much. You know, acting like you don't have any sense. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, that's okay. it. We're, we're going to take a quick break um, <laughs> as we prepare for our next guest. Yes. Coming up, stick around, you guys. Um, I'm very, very excited and have the opportunity to interview Mama Blue. Um, we'll We'll be right back. Welcome back to Taste Test Live. I'm here joined in the studio with Mama Blue. Mm. Yeah. Welcome. Hey. Welcome. Thank you. We finally you. got you in the hot seat. Oh, Lordy. Yeah. That's all right. I thought those were hot flashes, though. No, no it's the oh, seat. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's the seat. Oh, yeah. I want to take a quick moment and um, read your bio for people who don't know who Mama Blue is, if that's okay. Just a few snippets. Is it all right? 
that's fine. I'd like to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, she brings the live and live performance. Her connection with her audience, whether they've heard her before or haven't heard her, is to be experienced and appreciated. The songs that Mama Blue has written are at the core of her performances. Her songs unsparing in their self-examination, but compassionate and supportive of those around her. Her originals are destined to reach audiences beyond the area. Mama Blue's songs are about her own life, the lives of the people she's known, and the lives of everyone. They're about the joy and pain of love, about being a mother, about the social forces that influences our lives. She sings directly to her audiences, not just figuratively, but walking out with a wireless microphone to sing them up close. Combine that with original material, with a selection of artists who've inspired Mama Blue. They range from Aretha Franklin, Etta James, Alicia Keys, Nina Simone, rock bands like Queen and Rolling Stones. You have a musical journey through modern American life. Mama Blue was born and raised right here in Jacksonville, Florida, and graduated from the city's prestigious Douglas Anderson School of the Arts, where she earned a scholarship to Jacksonville University, where she majored in vocal performance and drama. Welcome to Taste Test Live, Mama Blue. Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Who and I, did I, that? I don't know. I, well, I want to know. <laughs> Um, I do have to say that I'm really um, it's a it's a pleasure to finally get a chance to sit down and talk to you about you. Um, I did have the privilege and the honor of experiencing one of your live performances. And that 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 part of you walking around with a wireless microphone singing up close right after your performance in Hemming Park during mm. the second annual Get Downtown Festival. Oh, my gosh. Um, let me tell you guys, it rained at it 8 o'clock. stormed. Mama Blue took the stage and the sky opened. And I'm like, okay, I thought I did an anti-rain dance. Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I yeah. thought I already, already took care of this. And the sky opened. It, it hadn't rained all day. It sprinkled a little bit. She didn't let the show stop her. You know mm -hmm. what she did? All of her loyal fans yes. were there. They went underneath the skyway and Mama Blue turned the stage around and performed right. she walked amongst the people rich famous homeless anybody and wow. it was it was it was something to witness and I, I it was a very emotional moment for me partly wow. because of other reasons I which I don't mm -hmm. wish to disclose right now mm -hmm. but what is it that makes you want to reach the people well I mean just like just like, uh, I would say, just like God. Some people call him the universe. Some people call it a higher power. Um, we're always looking for that being away from us. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm, I don't need to reach the people. We're together. We're together. And it's, it's a gift to be together. Um, regardless of your economic status, your, you know... Um, any kind of status, regardless of your talent, we're all human beings being. Being. You yeah, know? Yeah. And so I felt like, you know, okay, I, I put on heels, I put on makeup and stuff. In my mind, I'm like, man, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I right. came to sing. But you always come out of those shoes. I do. I do. I, I don't um, think I've ever seen you in a performance with shoes on. 
Um, well, you haven't been to a lot of them because when my mom was there, oh, I keep my shoes oh. on. If you <laughs> notice that night, that night I even bought some flats. Like I bought some flats like this because mama was there mm-hmm. and she would have. She's like, oh, she what, does she have a problem with you walking around with your feet off, like, you know, bare feet? Yeah, she she just has a, I guess, a certain standard. Mm-hmm. But for me, music is so organic. Like it grounds me to not have on my shoes when I'm singing yeah. you know it's a it's a gift and I don't need to I don't know I don't care about how I look when I'm when I'm in the zone so to speak mm-hmm. so um well for me I mean witnessing you and watching you perform live um I can tell that you are transcended mm-hmm. and and it's almost like you uh are tapping into some holy place just so that you can execute this performance for for your artists, big mm-hmm. or small. Mm-hmm. Um, every performance that I've seen has been um, you've you've been so relatable. And what where did you get that from? Did did, did you grow up in a family that has a bunch of musicians? Um, yeah, but n- yes and no. You know, my my family, especially my mom, we we did a lot of stuff at, at home, you know, just tinkering around the house. And mm-hmm. my mom had, you know, she, when she grew up, they, they did the whole jug and the, you know, uh, the bass with the string, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. They make so it's, homemade it's instruments. Really, yeah, it's like organic and, and music has always been in me. Um, so when I started out, I, at Douglas Anderson, it was uh, choral stuff, and and it was all about oh wow I love my voice and I, and I started singing to actually like get done with chores faster. <laughs> Honestly, that's the only reason. But then I discover Shaka Khan and Rufus and Cool in the Game. Like I I was like okay it's on yeah. Um, but then uh, later on and like well. Once I became an adult and had children and had some life experiences, music turned into something different for me. Um, it allowed me to to connect with people. And as I watched music change outside in the world, there was a disconnect with people. And the words of the, you know, I love beats and all of mm-hmm. that. It's great. Um, however, I listen to lyrics Mm -hmm. i listen to the words that um, i allow to come inside my sacred space and my children's sacred space you know and uh no there was just something lacking there and uh these days i i love the music that's out there every every artist has their place Mm -hmm. you know um there's room for all of us yeah and um, for me, I I want to pay homage to that thing that's greater than all of us. Mm. We are so far apart, especially these days. You know, somebody likes this, somebody likes that. In order to be the best, you got to put somebody down, yada, yada, yada. And it's it shouldn't be that way. Right. We all have our place. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I want to celebrate that. Even those homeless folks underneath that that monorail 
on Saturday. Including the guy that was following you. Can you let Oh man. Yeah, uh, you, you, you gonna go there. Yeah, you care to you care to share that? Because I <laughs> I think you handled yourself quite well. Oh my lord. She didn't break character. Wow. Apparently some guy was so he was so enthralled with the moment of mm, the emotion like he word. just mm. started to follow her mm. <laughs> well you know yeah and now that, that was kind of my fault because one of the songs i sang he was he was just so happy and happy go lucky and he had himself a little something something in a can some liquid courage and yeah yeah <laughs> and so one of the songs i played with him you know um i wrote a song called you lied to me and it's about you know this cheating dude and how you know, I was done, and yes, I was at that time, and I was angry, but he was the the dude of the evening, you know? And so we played during that song. But then after the song was over, it was time to go to another song and, you know, break character, so to speak. But he didn't go back to the circle. And um, I played around with it for a little while because, yeah, he was having fun. Um... But then when you get in the way of someone else's love light, someone mm -hmm. else's beam, Absolutely. then, you know, you just got to kind of put, you know, put things in perspective. And sometimes you got to put people in perspective. Mm -hmm. So one of our brothers and sisters out there had a nice long umbrella with a soft little tip on it. And um, <laughs> it just happened to be handy. But, I mean, I didn't hurt him or anything. I was just... I, you know, I'm an artist as well. Like, mm -hmm. we do, we get on stage and we, we're we playing, you know, you see people and you make a connection, but the connection is for that song, for that moment. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, so do you find that happens a lot where, you know, people take your, that moment and they want to extend it? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, that's a good question. They want to have a long moment. Yes. I, I do. I, but I trust those moments. Mm. I got the, you know, got the umbrella and we was pushing around. You know, I was, you know, pushing around because he kept following me, following me. But it became a group effort. It was, it was really cool. You know, everybody that came to listen, you know, um, I turn around and somebody have them then I turn around again somebody else will have them you know kind of like that baby in church that gets passed around yeah. you know what I'm yeah. talking about that's how that's kind of how it was and then um, after a few minutes uh, a police officer came over he was pretty cool Officer Davis I'll never forget his name and he he took him off and and he and when he when the guy saw him coming he's like oh I guess it's time to go and Officer Davis is like yeah it's time to go and everybody was happy, you know, like he left joyfully. Mm -hmm. The officer was, you know, um, respectful, even though he was having a good time. He was still respectful. Right. And it was awesome to see this, you know, older white officer put his arm around this young black, you know, brother with his pants all the way down to his mm. knees, but Beautiful. with a smile. And they walked off yeah. arm in arm, and then he let him go on about his business. And so even that situation was, um, there was love in that situation. Yeah. yeah. There was love in that situation. You know what? My first experience of Mama Blue was at Three Layers, maybe, maybe <gasps> six years ago. Wow. And uh, Aunt used to do, like, the poetry reading. Mm-hmm. 
And um, so one particular day, um, um, Chevy was there, and um, I was talking with somebody, and they was getting ready to do a poetry night or open mic night. Mm. And so th- these, you know, and these white guys, and it was it was like maybe it was like a bun- it was like maybe a, uh, it was like two white guys from the neighborhood, and mm. then there was a few people that drove across town. They were all white. Very cool people, but they was waiting for you to get there. They said, like, "Oh, Mama Blue coming tonight." And so one guy was like, "Yeah, she can sing." And then the other, uh, <laughs> the other older white lady was like, "No, she can sing." Oh my gosh! <laughs> From that moment, wow. I was like, "Oh, oh this is Mama Blue." And then she was like, "Blue, you know Mama Blue." I was like, "No, I don't know who's." This. <laughs> but but my experience from before meeting you and seeing you perform, I always saw unity like yeah. the word unity came to me because yeah. even um even just seeing you perform in other various places the crowd is always mixed and it's like you bring together people i remember the art show tony did at uh, at springfield mm-hmm. um like everybody was there in support and was in a very was in high spirits and watching you perform and before you perform everybody go oh yeah mom blue's gonna do her thing and it just don't be people of our background of our culture saying is it'd be everybody it was like oh yeah mom's blue going up next and she's gonna tear it down Aww. you know what i'm saying so yeah. you always I, represent I can, unity. I can actually concur yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so I'm every grateful. show even with the thing at uh cooper mm-hmm. like everybody was like snickering like oh yeah, Mama blue's coming. yeah mama blue's coming up there so it was just like yeah oh, wow. Yeah. I, I have that. people I'm that thankful. drive of my really good friends of mine that drove all the way from st augustine yeah. Um, Friday night or Saturday wow. to see you. Very wow. diverse yeah. audience. Yeah. And I mean, I think up. what I loved is the dedication that you you put into it because it started storming and you did not give up. No. Like you were just like, okay, all right, where's my <laughs> mic? <laughs> you rolled out your like you rolled out your traditional carpet and you were ready. And yeah. and what was amazing was I went put my stuff up. And I said, okay, I got to listen to at least 10 minutes of this, you know. Well, you put your stuff up and you put some kind of unusual bag on your head. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I had a shower cap. Listen. What? All right. To every black woman. Pitties. Okay. And it's true. She, every sister knows. Yes, girl. I don't care if you got an afro Say or a press mm-hmm. or a perm. Mm-hmm. You're going to have something on your head. Okay. Okay. Y'all. Okay. 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 <laughs> but it was like what was amazing to me is it is it's your vibe it's is unity it's like everybody is like mama blue and you were singing to them and i said these people are acting like she's their you know yeah. like you were like their mama <laughs> no no seriously yeah and i love it i love it when you walk out like even for porch fest when you oh. walk out and you touch people's hands you know what die you do diana ross mm. diana ross yeah. reach out and touch when mm. she gets in it when she starts mm-hmm. when she starts doing that she starts growing, that's what you're like but you're diana you know you're 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 that song all the time now diana ain't gonna touch you Right. On that one song, exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh, in, in any other time, she's just gonna. Yeah. <laughs> she'll yeah she'll let you see her. Okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Let her just stand there and glow, but she's the need to be close. The need to be in a space um, with other souls. A lot of us don't realize the life that we could have if we just 
closed our eyes mm. and lived with what was in, within and mm. communicated that way. At that, from that space. You know, like a lot of people have pets because pets understand and they feel like, you know, there's that um, that te- te- telepathic relationship there. And, you know, I, I'm a dog girl myself. I love it. But uh, us as human beings can have those relationships if we can get past the 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 barriers right. of what we see with our eyes, and um, when when you close your eyes, you don't see that color, but you feel that soul. Yeah, you know, you don't see that uh, that nappy hair or that straight oily hair. You don't see those things, and we we like to judge everything. Yeah, everything, everything. Yeah. Um, but who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? Who Who is anybody to judge? Now, frankly, you know, I prefer brown rice over white rice. You know, I judge some things. But as far as um, the divinity in a human being, if I judge that divinity, if I judge that human being, I'm doing the same thing to myself. Mm. Wow. You know? And I, I work really, really hard um because I am human, I work really, really hard to ask myself those questions. You know, um, there was a time I wouldn't walk up to a homeless person. There was a time I wouldn't hug a homeless person in my younger years mm-hmm. because I thought that I was different. But the only difference is, you know, the way I look, maybe. But on the inside, that thing that wakes me up in the morning is the same thing that wakes you up, you up, you up. Even you back there, I see you. You too, young man. (laughs) (laughs) It's that same thing. Whatever you call it, it is there to um, it's there to to give us the the power and the get up and go to love one another and spread that creation wow. like we're creating something great right here yeah mm-hmm. you know i feel so blessed to be in a room with you guys oh, likewise you know likewise. however i wish i could have pink hair like that's beautiful when i first saw it, i'm like oh my god i wish i wish so i think i'm gonna make <laughs> my it. wish come true though I, i'm gonna try <laughs> blue though but i love but wouldn't you be called mama face. pink at that point mama no pink? no because it's just it's just a name do I have to go around with blue hair because my name is? No, blue? I, I, I want to know where that came from, though. I was about to add, yeah, yeah, me too. It's it's a it's uh it's a pretty long story. It's not a long story. Can, can you my give mom, us the abridged version? When I was a kid, my mom got this carpenter van, and um, it was just a carpenter carpenter van. It was blue, and then she got one of the brothers in the church to customize it so it had a sink in it it had a refrigerator in it, it had some, a, uh, some dining room tables in it and and the sofa turned into a bed and it was all blue and then we had blue shag carpet in it right <laughs> but the piece de resistance was the CB we got a CB put in that truck and her, her handle was Lady Bluebird and my mama could drive. She could drive like nobody's business. The the, the van looked like um, the A-Team van. Yeah. But it was blue. It was blue. You know. Yeah. Oh, wow. And um, I, I just felt so special. But my mom is, is one of the most powerful women I know. And so that handle was just really awesome. And then I had kids. And I was telling them the story, and they just started with, they, they were like, ooh, this would be a cool name. Um, because I'm like, what do I call myself? I don't know if I want to go out there as 
my name, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but but actually, when it first happened, we were like, okay, well, it's Mama Blue. And um, one of the musicians I was working with at the time, he's like, oh, that just makes you sound so old. I wouldn't do that. Um, but as the years went by, Mama Blue is is she's something different from Sarah. She she is. I have to I have to say that I am grateful that God has used me as a vessel because it's you know I still do dishes. I still have to pay bills. <laughs> yeah. Mama Blue don't do any of that. Yeah. Mm-mm, no. Um, she's a conduit. And um, I'm grateful to have been blessed with that anointing. Um, I, I give it all to to God. I give it all to the universe for those of you who are like, oh, Lord, here she go. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got, you got to put you out know, that disclaimer. That higher yeah. power. There God, is is a, God, God is the creator yes, of the universe. Yes, there is a higher power. The universe I, is God. You know, and sometimes, you know, um, and brothers and sisters don't, you know, stone me, but God is a woman. God is a man. God is none of those things. God is everything. He is the great I am. She is the great I am. It is what it is. And in our and, infinite you know, minds, we are still processing all yeah. that she just said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> there you go. You're so crazy. There you go. But you're, yeah. I'm still processing it, and sometimes yeah. I wild myself. But it's it's a it's a, a constant um, learning of who I am mm-hmm. every day. Every absolutely, day. absolutely. Um, so it's my understanding you brought uh, a song. You're gonna sing something for us live. Mm. Yeah, I wrote the I wrote a song um, a while back. I don't tend to um, get too political about things. Mm-hmm. However, you know, um, recently, well, I I don't watch the news very often either, I must admit. Good it's, for you. It's so, ooh, um, and so I, but I do know that a lot of our brothers and sisters of color, our brown brothers and sisters like myself, um, had been getting killed and and for no reason and it was just so much violence and I'm like all right I don't watch the news but it still comes to me like all of this stuff um and stuff that I grew up pretty much knowing myself you know Mm -hmm. um I too had a fear of the police and um it's just it's a current that runs in our culture however um I, I wanted to share that truth. Uh, also, I just I watched the Sandra Bland mm. um, documentary. And um, thank you. Thank you so much. Because I had to say her name. And uh, a while back, I was like, how would I do that? I mean, do I just walk in and say Sandra Bland and walk out of jail? <laughs> but no, it, it, I trust the spirit comes and things happen in their time. Wow. I try not to push things, but yeah, I, I saw that story and it really touched me. And um, as a mother of a, a, a man of color, there is that disclaimer, that, that there is that warning, you know, um, more so with my son than with my daughter. When you go out this house, if you get stopped by a police officer, you keep your hands where he can see them. You know, I just, I, I instill that in him. Don't raise your voice. Do what he says. And it it wasn't, it was just something that, I don't know, I think we were, with the history, I think it's just something that has been passed down in our culture, but it's also because of what we've seen 
and because of the history. So the, the elders, the ancestors have told us this, you know, through the years. And um, at some point it got ingrained in us, mm-hmm. you know. There's police officers in my family. And I still, you know, have a thing about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it's, it's tough. However, what I always go re- divert back to is that higher power. Always. And so whatever fear comes, I allow it to come and go. It just passes through me. If I if something happens, it happens and I move on. I trust that power. However, I wrote this song called Brown Skin Blues to kind of. I don't want people to think I don't know what's going on in the world, but I needed to address it in a way Um, that everyone felt that I was addressing this with love, but also saying there's something going on here that we need to to look at. And as a musician, we are the troubadours of our time. Mm. It is our, with with great uh, talent and with great, what is it? Comes great responsibility. With great, help me out. With great talent and with great, great, my apologies. Great power. Um, but yes, it comes, it comes, there, there's a responsibility in that. And as a musician, we, we must strive not to divide, but to educate and to tell the story Mm -hmm. and to, um, let people know that we are, we are one, Ubuntu, Ubuntu. Look that word up. I'm not going to tell you what it means, but this, this is my philosophy Mm -hmm. and, um, so I take being a, a musician very seriously, and a lot of my tunes are pretty simple, and they have a lot of space in them so that the soul can play, the soul can grow. Our souls can intertwine and dance together while we're standing there and loving one another. When I get up on that stage, I feel it all. It's really yeah. intense. Mm-hmm. It's intense. But um, I, I think that that's something that we all need, a musical hug every now and then. I love that, a musical hug. So right now we're going to listen to... The song is called Brown Skin Blues, and um, there is a an artist, um, the, the name of the album is Orchestratum, and Eric Bibb is one of those artists on this uh, tune. It's going to bleed into uh, just a little piece of uh, another tune called No Need. So I hope you guys like it. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And Thank for you. coming by uh, Taste Test Live. I learned so much about you. And, <laughs> and I'm even a, a more of an admirer. Um, yeah. This As woman, I am of you. Well, you too, Blue. Yeah. MJ, you already know, girl. Yes. You are such a blessing. And thank you so oh, much. She really you. is. It yeah. was cool to come in and be like, oh, yes. Okay. I yeah. got, I got yeah. this. Yeah. And you too. What's your name? <laughs> I want to know. Just go ahead and. Thank you, Kenneth and Autumn. Thank you so much for sharing this space with me, all of you. Thank you. You're a blessing to me. Thank you. So we're going to go ahead and listen to Brown Skin Blues. Right here on Taste Test Live. Have a taste. Mm. Fraught with worry, 
from dusk to dawn Any day now Oh, they're gonna come knocking Leaving our babies Babies without a home The old man's making his rounds No sudden movements Cut you down, conceal your anger. Cause there's constant danger, yeah. Heaven help us, help us who are born bright.
no need No need No need for this fussing and fighting my friends No Man, today was a good show. Yeah, absolutely. That was a performance by Mama Blue, none other than Mama Blue. If you're interested in locating or finding Mama Blue, check her website, mamabluesings.com. You can also find her on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Mama Blue Sings. It's time to close the show out. Oh, wow. I'm so Why? sad. Why? Because we've reached the end. We have to part until next week. Blue, can you take us out? If you like what you heard today. Please follow us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Taste Test Radio. Head over to www.tastetest.live where you can find out all our old episodes and hear past guest interviews. Taste Test Live is a fully syndicated podcast and is on every podcast service and wherever you get your podcasts. Absolutely, absolutely. One last thing we forgot to mention in the show is that uh, there's going to be a tribute to Marian Anderson. Uh, Marianne is one of the most celebrated American singers of the 20th century, um, and she was a wonderful trailblazer of the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. And there will be a performance by First Coast Opera on March 1st and March 3rd. On March 1st at 7:30 and March 2nd, excuse me, March 3rd at 2 p.m. It will be at the St. Cyprian Episcopal Church in St. Augustine. Um, the artistic director is Curtis Tucker, and there will be performances by our guest today, Mama Blue, as well as Lisa Lockhart and uh, Taylor Alexis DuPont and Carl DuPont. So if you are in the area, the North Florida, Northeast Florida area, do mark your calendars for March 1st, 7.30, and March 3rd at 2 p.m. 2019. Um, and that is our show. Thanks again to Mama Blue. Thank you, Blue. Thank you, MJ. MJ. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's it. That'll do it for us, guys. Signing off. Signing off. Signing, Signing off. off. Signing off. I said au revoir. <laughs> How do you say it in French? You said it right. Au revoir. You said it correct. Taste Test Live is supported by listeners like you. If you enjoy the show and want to make sure I can keep making it at this rate, then head over to tastetest.live and click the button that says Patreon. There you can learn how you can help and get some perks for your support. If you're unable to support Taste Test Live financially, then share the show. Tell your friends about it and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast service. I really enjoy sharing this podcast with you and producing it every week. Thank you so much for